Welcome to Inside Swindonet Support with top guests and top tips. So, hi, welcome to another episode of Insights here on the NetSupport stand at the Bet Show. Uh, I am delighted to welcome uh, long-suffering friend uh, Ross McGill, also known as Teacher Toolkit, onto the conversation. Now, uh, with a vlog called Insights, you know, we, we could be here for a few weeks with Ross, <laughs> right? Um, is where do we start? Where do we unpick it? Ross has just given me a, a, a bit of a pedagogical quiz. Yeah. Uh, I should actually you get, maybe, you get your own back now. Yeah. I should maybe uh, grab a, his own quiz and give him the questions back. But though, please do check out Ross's uh, uh, socials at Teacher Toolkit, uh, and you can find out more about that there. Uh, however, yes. uh, insights, um, something that you talk an awful lot about, and uh, obviously really important, is workload. Yes. Right. So, um, in a teacher toolkit and top tips kind of a world, could you give me perhaps sort of three tips? And since we're at the uh, we're at the an edtech show, any edtech tools to help? uh, I'm going to default to my mark plan teach. So, top tip for marking is there's there's I've got nine different ways of marking rather than just always it written in a book. Um, So I'm doing a bit of work at the moment on verbal and non-verbal assessments. So thumbs up, thumbs down. How to evidence them for pupil outcomes. But keeping it simple for now, because the vast majority of teachers still mark pupils' books. Uh, a lovely idea that I spotted from a school in Nottinghamshire is the yellow box methodology, which is essentially zonal feedback. So rather than marking everything as and when required, zone in on one misconception or a spelling mistake and ask the student to redraft it there and then. And it's something you might want to do as and when required, rather than, like all teaching ideas, they mutate into something ugly. If I say mark once a week, then that great teaching idea uh, is belittled and becomes a bit redundant. So that would be my top tip for marking. Planning, I have to get the five-minute lesson plan. Uh, although the dialogue and lesson plans change over the last decade, all teachers still have to arrive to a lesson with a plan. So that might be on their master spreadsheet or a giant PowerPoint slide, but they still need to know what they're going to do. And we want to move away from teachers just repeating curriculum content regurgitated to their in, what Ofsted call intent. So that's what I've always called the why or stickability on the five-minute lesson plan for years. So the five-minute lesson plan is a great tool, particularly for new teachers, to reduce that workload. Teaching, I guess, the critical thing is to be clear and precise because it's so easy for us to waffle or ask a question and then the kid gets distracted and then you end up going round and round in circles. So a top tip that I like to follow is uh, an acronym called MINT. So think of a polar mint. M stands for materials. I stands for in or out of seats. N, sorry, I, uh, not N for noise level and T for time. So if I'm in the class, I'll say to kids for materials, right kids, you need a piece of A3 paper and a pencil. You're going to be out of your seats, quiet conversations, four minutes, off you go. And then I follow the kids and manage that in the moment. So it's a nice way to ensure that your instruction is short. An EdTech tip. Well, I guess in the era of AI... I think I said to this to you on Twitter a while ago, is it's so easy to be consumed by everyone's latest gadget and AI equivalent. Probably follow a product that you already use and know, and then maybe look at their AI additionals and features rather than trying something new, because AI is new to us all. It's uncharted territory, and it's easy to get ripped off, I suppose. Very little at this stage, where we're only about a year in or so, is not many people will have robust evidence to say that this particular tool reduces teacher workloads or improves people outcomes. So ed tech with AI, choose very carefully. That's some great advice there. And you know, I, I'd echo that as well, right? It's very easy 
to be sort of get, to get carried away with, particularly with stuff that's new and exciting. Yeah, totally. Right, yeah. To, to sort of try and chase. It's, it's a bit like being a. a I don't know if you've got a, a sweet cat. shop. The amount of stuff I've tuned into for AI and then I'm not using it a week later. Yeah, but there no, are ones exactly. I'm using all the time now. Um, you know, particularly Jack, Chat GPT. But um, there's other little bolt-ons you can get all your bits of software. A little extension. To yeah. Things. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's easy to get overwhelmed. There's so much going on with it. Well, look, um, I'd, it would be remiss of me to not try and drag a bit more. But I mean. Just from the first five minutes, we've got some great tips from this man. So it's like a teach me on speed <laughs> here with, uh, with, with uh, Ross. Uh, so um, let's have a little think about, we talk about uh, sort of workload and stuff. Well, teacher wellbeing is a big issue. I've seen yeah. some stuff with a few platforms uh, around that sort of thing as well, yeah, Ross. Uh, uh, any tips around how we can improve well, teacher wellbeing? Well, there's a great company. I think I don't think they've got a stand here at the Bet Show, but Wellbe is an organization yeah. by Mark Solomon. Mark Solomon's, yeah. Now, what I loved learning from Mark was when I used to do well-being surveys in my own school, if you change your school policies, which school leaders do you know, annually, biannually, often you're not tracking teacher or school staff perceptions on small changes to policy other than word of mouth. But if you have the same questions on your survey, when you are making those changes and the survey goes out regardless of the mood or the time of year, you can generally track the differences in teacher well-being based on the strategy that the school leaders implement or impose so that would be my top tip for well-being i guess the other thing is you know 10 years ago you could struggle to find there's hardly anything academically on teacher well-being uh, but now it's in abundance and the, the research is clear you know you get your happy teachers you're going to get happy kids and that's how you get happy outcomes so you know it's not to say it's without its challenges being ahead and running a school but there are great head teachers out doing marvelous things with their staff facing the same pressures as everyone else so the question, therefore, is why do some school leaders choose maybe not to treat the staff very kindly? Because let's face it, we've got a retention and recruitment crisis that yeah. is getting worse. And I think uh, the schools that maybe make things a bit more trickier for the staff are, are, are isolating themselves and making it harder. And, you know, the world's smaller with social media, so people talk. And there's a lot more good, bad and ugly stories being shared, you know, yeah. to where when you and I were on the front line so it's it's a top tip for teachers watching is do your due diligence check and search online you know youtube pages and everything else and just make sure you're in the right school there's thirty-two thousand schools in the uk so choose one that you love yeah yeah good advice again i'm going to dive into one more final yes. area with you ross right so uh, and a large part of my work and something we're really passionate about here uh, at netsupport is digital strategy Right. Getting your digital strategy right is super important. It is, because, it is. You know, like teachers and, and the cost of, if we look at the, the sort of the balance sheet of any school, after the cost of staff, it, HR, IT, staff yeah. is IT. Yeah. Uh, so getting your, your IT right, getting it right, <laughs> yes. little dad pun it's. in there, <laughs> um, it, it is super important. Have you got any tips around how to make um, um, yeah, well, digital, digital so work? I used to lead school. ICT in my school as a leader and... Beyond what staff see just as a computer on their screen, or can I log in easily? You know, all those little nice single sign-on features that make teachers' experiences easier, as well as the kids. You need a strategy on paper, you need a Gantt chart with a timeline, you need a budget, and it can't just be one person. And it's often a school leader with an IT team, and that's pretty much it. But you need, just like any teaching and learning champions, you need IT champions in your school, and you need to have a regular revisit to the strategy the risks associated with it the cost changing technologies you know all that procurement 
the budgets, all those kind of licenses that come and go, and how they filter down into the classroom and then that litmus test with your staff and kids so it feeds back into the strategy. Because you know, I think my my last year as a deputy head, we were probably spending about easily 100, 150K a year on IT infrastructure and, and technology. Um, so it's easy to um, get overwhelmed and then you can find your kit stuck in a cupboard, redundant or not working quite easily. So have a strategy, have a strategy on paper. So, you know, follow, um, I, I guess, like an offset action plan. You'd have the same equivalent for an IT plan, your Gantt chart, your timelines, your budgets, and make sure it's transparent and all staff are involved would be probably the most important part. Yeah, stakeholder involvement is, is so, so yeah. key. Don't keep it to yourself. No, that's it. Well, work with your, your colleagues to actually yeah. you know, get them to draw out what actually works. Often they, they will know of a new tool that might be actually no. good. Not just in science, but in... Uh, and it's also easy to just get so overwhelmed with, you know, just coming to the vet show, you're so overwhelmed with everyone doing pretty much the same things. It's just a different logo or a different colour and there might be a, a particularly different feature. So do your shopping and, and choose carefully to meet the needs of your, your teachers, your school staff, your kids and your families. That'd be a top tip. Brilliant stuff. It's easy well, to say, isn't it? But uh, hard to put in practice. No, it is, it is. Uh, if you want more tips from this uh, gentleman here, obviously you can follow him. Uh, all things teacher toolkit, uh, same everywhere really. Unless you want to follow uh, Ross McGill, please do check us out if you're Net at support. the events at yeah. SD50 Net Support Stand. If not, follow us at NetSupportSoftware.com. Net and, Support Group and, on social I'm media. And don't forget to pick this man's brain. He's full of IT wisdom. He's been doing it for a long, long time. That's very kind of you, Ross. <laughs> Cheers. You can follow me at ICT Evangelist should you want to too. Thanks for joining us Bye. for another episode of Insights. Thanks.